Your time is now. The world needs leaders. It's up to you to answer the call. Be better in business. Be better in life. Joined by our host, Chris Book. This is Leading by the Book. Welcome to Leading by the Book. I'm Chris Book. Hope your week is off to a great start here. Thanks for stopping by and spending a little bit of time this week with us. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Book or on LinkedIn. You can also drop me a line on leadingbythebook.com. Of course, we also appreciate it if you subscribe and would love it if you spread the word to all of your friends. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that's been near and dear to my heart for a while, and uh, not, not always a good near and dear, I should say. But historically, I have been a very big worrier. I've worried about everything in my life. I commonly found myself up late at night doing things strictly because I was too worried to allow myself to focus on anything else, and especially sleep. So some of these things were big, like the health of kids or the fate of a business. And some were small, like air pressure and tires on my car or finding some lost, insignificant object. I've learned over the years that things are never as good or bad as they seem to be, though. They're never as important or, un- or excuse me, as unimportant as your mind tells you they are. So taking a step further, we must operate on an even keel with this mindset if we want to be successful in anything we do. Now that said, I'm by no means a master of this, and I certainly find myself slipping back into old habits at times. This, though, is much easier said than done, and it's something that we must master if we want to be effective in any discipline. Everyone around you likely has the same advice. They say, don't worry. Well, what does that do? It makes you worry more. So what we have to do is develop a better tool to help us overcome this needless habit. We need something with real staying power that turns our mind and mindset into an ally rather than a foe that we're constantly wrestling with. Recently, I came across an old Chinese proverb that illustrates this mindset that we must seek. It does such a good job of it. And in fact, our ability to lead depends on it. So we'll get into that shortly. But the proverb goes like this. A farmer and his son had a beloved stallion who helped the family earn a living. One day, the horse ran away, and the neighbors exclaimed, Your horse ran away? What terrible luck. The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. A few days later, the horse returned, leading a few wild mares back to the farm as well. The neighbor shouted out, Your horse has returned. It brought several horses home with him. What great luck. The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. Later that week, the farmer's son was trying to break one of the mares, and she threw him to the ground, breaking his leg. The villagers cried, Your son broke his leg. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. A few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through town, recruiting all the able-bodied boys for the army. They did not take the farmer's son, still recovering from his injury. Friends shouted, Your boy is spared. What tremendous luck. To which the farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. This is such a wonderful example of how we must approach the daily struggles that trigger worry and stress within our days and within our lives. The worries pull us away from the path on which we're executing in order to reach our goals. If nothing else, though, they keep us from performing well and as clearly on that path as we should be and we need to be. The older I've gotten, the more I realize that our days are filled up with these little traps, tiny little landmines that try to pull us away from what's important. 
They're sneaky. They're not always visible. They may not even seem like much, but they're there, and they are always waiting to attack. I've talked in the past about what a tremendous impact Stoicism has had on me personally as well as my career. If you're new to Stoicism, this parable is effectively it in a nutshell. To be effective in any leadership capacity, we must be able to separate emotion, emotion such as worry, and be able to detach ourselves from situations. We must focus on the things we can actually impact. It's challenging to pursue this path, but it's the only way to get where we need to be. So from this parable, what did we learn? Three things. Number one, emotions are not real. Emotions must be managed. Emotions are distraction. They skew our version of reality. And sure, emotions can sometimes protect us, but seldom do they help us to rectify a situation. More often than not, they're going to divert us from getting done what needs to be done. So manage your emotions and you can manage your way to success. Number two, control what you can control. Any time and effort spent on the things we cannot impact is futile and wasted. When you find yourself going down these rabbit holes, recognize it and back away. It's simply not productive. And number three, we must reevaluate our definition of success. Over history, many significant contributions weren't even understood until well after their creator's death. What I've learned is that success, though, isn't necessarily a result. Success is how hard we work, how we prioritize our lives, and how we improve ourselves each day. Bad circumstances, like like the ones in that proverb, they're not failures. They're defining moments on our path to success. They're not to be dreaded, but rather appreciated for the opportunity that they will surely bring. Because remember, they're temporary. Things are never going to last forever, and they're never as good or bad as they seem. So from a leadership perspective, which is what we're really ultimately concerned with here, how do we apply this? Well, there are three ways here as well. Number one, your team needs a steady leader. Emotions one way or the other will create an unstable environment. Leaders must remove emotion. Let's say that again. Leaders must remove and must operate without emotion. That doesn't mean you you remove empathy. Of course, you need to be empathetic and you need to understand your people and care for them. But it means that you must allow yourself to think clearly, and emotion clouds that. Number two, leaders must focus teams in times of chaos. That gets us back to controlling what we can control and prioritizing. In business, there are constant distractions. Maintaining your poise and helping your team to eliminate the noise and focus on the tasks at hand is vital in your ability to lead. Oddly enough, even when things aren't chaotic, this will be paramount to how effectively you lead your team. And number three, bad circumstances are just that. They're circumstances. They're not end results. They will pass. So too will good circumstances, though. In your business, bad and good times are going to pass like ships in the night. What you must strive to create is a stable, steady environment to allow your team to operate with as much freedom as possible. Freedom is how your team will do their best work and how you can leverage the full extent of their capabilities to deliver on your team's goals. So you cannot let good or bad circumstances pull them away from that. They're temporary. The more even-keeled you are as a leader, the more free of all of these circumstances your team is and the better the work they're going to do is. So take a hard look at yourself. How do you deal with setback? How do you deal with success? Do you treat it as temporary 
or better yet, something that has no impact on your true success? Or do you let it derail you and pull you away from your mission and your responsibility to your team members? Most of us are probably the latter. We're human. It makes sense. But exercising a healthy detachment and realizing that the only finality in your life is actually probably just death will give you the steady mind and steady hand that will allow you to overcome and thrive in whatever situation you find yourself in. Leaders must be even-keeled. Your team will respect it, your team will appreciate it, and your organization will greatly benefit from it. That's all we've got for Leading by the Book this week. I hope you like the show. Drop me a line on leadingbythebook.com or shoot me a message on Twitter on LinkedIn. Let me know what you think of it. I hope you can put this to work in your own life because it is tremendously powerful if you can really harness the power of it. So until next week, wishing you all a wonderful week. Go be great. We'll see you soon.